Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. We just uh, finished Galaxy 4 on this Canada Day 2016. It took you a little bit longer than I expected to remember what year it was. <laughs> I saw the look on your face. You were trying to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's odd, isn't it? <laughs> Time and all that. Um, so what uh, did you think of that? I liked it. It picked back up at the end. Uh-huh. I, I I quite enjoyed the uh, the end. Even though we couldn't watch moving pictures, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of excitement going on. And the, the ending actually surprised me a little bit. How so? Because... Uh, well, uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I no, seriously, I'm I'm curious why 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 why. Um, I I just the way that it was sort of set up at the beginning, we get all of these hints of the poor underling Dravins being mistreated by Maga and and the fact that the the Rills had invited them to go along. My sort of expectation was that Maga would get taken out of the picture and these underlings would have nowhere to go and then would leave with the Rills and perhaps have a uh, a better future somewhere else. And that did not happen. No, the Dravins just sort of, um, no, you must stop. Uh, and then they just sort of blow up with the planet. They don't, there's no real final confrontation. Um, yeah. There's not a final confrontation, but you do get to see them working and trying i mean they're they haven't given up they no. they're trying until the last minute but the chumblies are too much for them and hold them off and and there's nothing that they can they can do i mean if somebody was able to take out maga earlier in in the thing then it's possible that they could have lived happily ever after but no i would have been intrigued to see what the dravins would have done after their leader had mm-hmm. been deactivated so to speak like how would they have reacted i wonder mm-hmm. we never find out nope Nope, we never do. But uh, so yeah, that was slightly surprising. Um, not surprising really was the uh, sort of message fiction at the end, which honestly is another thing that I appreciate from a lot of classic sci-fi. You get a lot of social commentary disguised in you know aliens and humans, and uh, it's it. I can. I think some people might think this is a little heavy-handed. I feel like I've heard that from certain circles, and I don't think it is. I think that this is just the right weight of hand for (laughs) for a children's show that's you know aimed at at tea time families and stuff and and kids. This is the kind of this is the kind of stuff that really stuck with me as a child in in some later Doctor Who, and I think that that this is it, it is a great message. The fact that that the the rills are really good people that they are they are people mm-hmm. and that wonderful scene where you have the doctor and vicky and steven all having their own lines about how you know maybe you were startling at first but mm-hmm. it's what you do with your intelligence that's important and we have respect for all life and like each one of them gets to reinforce that and i think that that's really important because every kid that's watching is going to have a different character that they focus on as an in for the show you know their favorite character and all of these characters took part in that and i think that was important and really cool i loved it i wonder if that was almost a um reaction to what was going on in england at the time which was unlike in 2016 sadly (laughs) um with a bit of a race division going on in between and this is i think you know powell's famous speech i think was 1967 i think saying that england basically needs to be white mm-hmm. um you know and uh, and so there was there was that building feeling amongst some people in the uk mm-hmm. so i don't know perhaps this was kind of a um a reaction to that who knows 
We should make everybody in the UK watch episode four uh, reconstruction yes. of Galaxy 4. It should be uh, required viewing, and then everything will be all better, right? That's all it takes. If only Galaxy 4 existed to watch without the moving pic, you know, as a, an actual episode, and perhaps the the Remain campaign <laughs> could have used that in their campaign, and they would have, yeah. Yeah, perfect propaganda. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, what else amused you? Bemused you uh, about this? This? Um, this episode? Um, I thought it was nicely tense. You know, yeah. there's there's only so much time before the planet goes kabloom, and it's going to take almost all that time to charge up the ship. And I, I appreciate that Stephen is still he's got some suspicion going on about mm-hmm. what what they really mean because. He's lived in uh he's lived in the universe for a while and he's dealt with, you know, mechanical creatures. He had the mechanoids and and he knows that you not can't necessarily trust everybody on on face value and the rills stay true to their word. They explain things and they're not tricksy. They don't go back on anything. They they clearly have the power and technology that they don't need to try to bamboozle folks into doing things for the most part. Mm-hmm. Possibly because of their Dalek technology that they have. Head cannon. Head cannon accepted. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, something in the script, mm-hmm. uh, because we, we read the camera script for all four episodes, actually. We don't have many cameras. I think this might be... We have the camera script for the Myth Makers. I don't have them for the rest of the missing mm-hmm. episodes, I don't think. so. But it's, been, it's intriguing because there was a bit there that uh, was crossed out with, like, other alternate dialogue penciled in mm-hmm. you know during one scene that was note for note a lot a lot of the times you, you read the camera script and the general feeling of the dialogue is there but not necessarily word for word but i noticed that that little section of the camera script with the doctor and vicky and Stephen all talking that was slightly altered and that was word for word as mm-hmm. to what was said on screen which is which probably means it was altered the day of recording because it's all mm-hmm. fresh in their minds um, but there's one, uh, the camera directions have been delightful with the uh, the chittering and the chumbling and everything else that the, the, the chumblies do. But one, one particular snippet uh, excited you. Which was that? Mm-hmm. Well, there have been a bunch of them, but I figured since this is the last one that we will be talking about chumblies mm-hmm. ever. Boo-hoo. Until they return in series 11. <laughs> More on that in a minute. I have ideas. Yeah. But... Um, uh, so yeah, so we we got to this one uh, exterior night shot of the Chumblies, and it just I just wanted to read it because it just made me smile so much. It says Chumblies come rollicking in across the landscape, <laughs> chirping and bumbling to themselves, and shrugging their way impassively over obstacles. So cute. Stop and fire guns. Is the <laughs> yes. Next, yeah. And then it talks about firing guns, but it's just. Uh, all the way through, the camera scripts have had descriptions of what the Chumblies do like mm-hmm. this, chittering and, and jinking and, and all that stuff. So I, I recommend that if you get a chance to watch this recon, you absolutely try to find the camera scripts yeah. just for that alone or just read through them for, for fun. They are fun. Uh, <laughs> that is clearly the person, maybe it was Derek Martinus who wrote this or it was the uh, director's assistant who wrote up the camera scripts. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Clearly had a good time writing these up, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else about this uh, this episode? Um, I do want the Chumblies to come back. Yeah, what was your idea about how they're going to okay. return? I actually don't have great ideas about how the Chumblies will return, but I just I I want them uh, to come back. I think I think the Rills it's so rare that you meet a species in Doctor Who that's totally cool and <laughs> 
and is not being you know put upon by some other race they're not fighting back for their lives or not being subjugated or anything this is a pretty powerful technological race who is kind and not trying to overthrow anybody they're not out to conquer as far as we can tell they actually at least you know these four that uh, that are on this ship are all true to their word and just upstanding galactic citizens i think that's that's really cool and not a thing that we see very often in doctor who and i think that that would make for that kind of alien race to meet would could make for a very interesting Doctor Who story. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it would focus around because I am not a writer, um, but you could see how they get along with other races in the galaxy. I mean, this was a little bit of that, but it might mm-hmm. be neat to see that on a grander scale. It might be neat to see the real home planet. You know, everybody would have to wear like breathers or something. Uh, but I, I feel like in this day and age, they could probably get around that. If you can have the doctor naked with hologrammatic clothes, you could probably have some little breathers you plug into your nose and ammonia air doesn't bother you. I don't know. Yeah, I like the, I like the fact that the reels are completely alien. You know, they breathe ammonia, so they can't, you know, they're completely different. They're not really humanoid by the looks of it. They don't even have vocal cords. They have to talk through the jumblies. They have to, and I love the fact that they don't, speak english but like when vicky speaks for the first time in episode two or three whatever it is they 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 sort of like you know analyze the language and then respond back to her in her own language you know they're not it was cool because they even repeat her for like you know what was that what was that is the first line that they're thinking that that it was a cool little moment where an alien race tries to understand english and it's rare that Doctor Who's ever done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some really cool stuff here. Mm-hmm. And uh, my other thought is I would love to go back someday and have the Doctor visit the Draven homeworld. <laughs> but not the Draven homeworld like this. I would like to see the Draven planet, you know, maybe a few hundred years later on. So we're not still in the... Uh, in the era where men are killed immediately and some people are, you know, subjugated. I would like to see like slightly post-revolution Dravas. Drava, I think it is. Okay. So post-revolution Drava when, you know, men are probably still an underclass, but Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily just, you know, killed because they take up resources. And maybe some of these test tube people have fought for their rights in, in some sort of a way. And so you have this, kind of unstable political structure people trying to i mean maybe i just feel this way because there's such unstableness Hmm. in our world today and i would like to see an episode where the doctor comes in and fixes something like that uh because that's slightly beyond what the doctor usually does i mean i guess the zygon uh Mm two-parter was a little bit um the doctor working on fixing something instead of blowing something up and running away you know i think of um uh, tax one. Oh, Sunmakers. Sunmakers, yes, thank you. I don't know why I was blanking on that. Uh, like the Sunmakers where there's this awful system and he comes in and he crashes the system and then just leaves and they have to sort of figure figure out the fallout. Yeah. I would like to see him. Like Boris Johnson. Uh-huh. <laughs> Topical. Yeah. If you're listening to this in 10 years and you're in the States, you have no idea what that was from. Yeah. Google it, Google it. Um, but I... I would so instead of coming in and toppling the regime and running off, I would like to see a regime, the doctor come in. Regime has been toppled. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to sort of work through it, and the doctor has to come in at this point. And he and his smart, savvy, kind companions are, you know, putting a bug in the right ear and showing people the the, 
the, the right way for the future and, you know, possibly solving some crisis, you know, that kind of thing, I think mm-hmm. would just be it would be really cool because then you would also get some of those really in- interesting gender politics. I would appreciate it if it was a woman that wrote this. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, Sarah Dollard, Catherine Trajana. I'm just like throwing that out there. But um, because you would have clearly the, the women would be the privileged class so mm. to speak men would still be seen as as lesser and probably had to have been fighting for their rights and you know it's it's kind of an old science fiction trope turning things on their head that way like that star trek the next gen episode where it was exactly that the planet of women mm. yeah. yes but i feel like uh doctor who especially in this day and age could do it with a lot more finesse mm-hmm. and uh and tackle that a little bit better anyway i just i think that would be I mean, I guess a woman would have to write it, but it would be helpful. To have. Who knows? Maybe in the Chris Chibnall, Chibnall era, yeah. if they do end up with some sort of a writer's room, that could be a really fertile ground for uh, an episode like that with that many that many ideas. So anyway, that is something I've thought of. And I ha- I'm, I'm taking no responsibility for that idea. Right. So if that ever shows up on Doctor Who, it wasn't for me. Somebody else came up with it entirely on their own. Mm-hmm. But... Chris Chibnall in your writing room. If you do come up with it, I and mean, we know you're listening to this. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You know where you first heard this idea. No, don't say that. Oh. Didn't hear it here. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, because we actually want him to use it oh. and not feel like he's legally obligated uh, to give credit to some silly podcast that happened. Well, a line in the credits would be all we require. No, don't even say that. <laughs> okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um... So the end of the episode is most intriguing uh, because they want to go somewhere else. It's funny how it's very sort of meta where they, oh, we always, doctor says, we always seem to land ourselves in trouble, you know, mm-hmm. and they just sort of want to re- rest and relaxation. Oh, we should do something. And Vicky looks up the scanner. Oh, like that planet. Gee, I wonder what's going on there. And the camera zooms in and off we go to this different planet, which leads into the next episode. What, do, what, what did you think of that not so subtle uh lead into Mission to the Unknown. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so very different from what they have done so far, but and from what they do in the future. But you have to remember that at this point, they didn't have that much Doctor Who. We're only in season three? Very beginning of season three, yeah. Yeah, so there's only been a couple of years of Doctor Who behind them, and it doesn't. it's not as formulaic as it, some, it sometimes gets later. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got all kinds of different things taking you from episode to episode sometimes you have a story that lasts many episodes sometimes you have a story that's just a few so the idea that they look off to another planet and start to see something there at this point i don't think that i don't think that probably struck anybody as weird we know that in the next episode we're we're not seeing the tardis at all and that's the weird thing and then probably people thought it was weird, but we can talk about that next time, I guess. We will. You had sort of had to brace the uh, the viewing audience about mm-hmm. what was to come. Um, it's and it's a I'd say that's a good way to to do that because you know Doctor Who has always picked up from the end of the last episode and zipped us into the next one, and that's what we see. We actually see we've already moved uh, the camera's focus down onto the planet to mm-hmm. this his guy who must kill, must kill, must kill. Mm-hmm. It's played by Barry Jackson, who would come back in years to come as Drax. Hey. Yeah. Nice. And who already played the mute assassin in the Romans. Oh, 
Okay. There you go. There's your little trivia note. But more about Mission to the Unknown later. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing. It's on YouTube, so it can be, can be watched. There's a couple recons out there, one from the Loose Cannon people and one from someone else. Someone has done a very credible-looking animation of this one episode of Doctor Who Mission to the Unknown. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going to watch that one. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. We'll link to it when the, when the next episode comes out, if it happens tonight. Or in a month's time, knowing our recording schedule. But uh, just a heads up that that is the one that we are going to watch. I I am tempted to put that up there, but then also have the recon version on another television kind of roughly synced right. up at the same time. Just just to be able to get, you know, some of the pictures, the telesnaps to see. Actually, there are um, oh. no telesnaps yeah. exist for Mission to the Unknown. Nor, and Mission to the Unknown is one of three stories, Marco Polo and the Massacre have been the other two, that no moving images at all exist for this episode. So... Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> Everything in Mission to the Unknown is an approximation, apart from, from some publicity photos and, of course, the audio recording. Well, then, screw it. Yep. <laughs> We're on our own. Welcome to the dark years of telesnaps and reconstructions. But um, all that's to come in the next episode of Lazy Doctor Who. So, happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, everybody. And once again, thank you for your support. The incomparable.com slash members. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. already a whole bunch of you who've supported the show, and we thank you. So, so, so much. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>